0: hello everybody and welcome to the niche podcast about the one thing that knows something about game shows i suppose i'm your host jordan haas today we have the inside jerks joining us to talk about idiot test one of my favorite gsn original game shows just a lot of fun to watch and play on that one uh it's just been a weird wild week uh, shall we say uh no pressure on this episode, but uh between getting distracted by the Power Rangers to working on a board game to almost losing the entire book. I have OneDrive, so thank God I have like a backup of the book. Uh because I already wrote like two pages. Even though I, it it gets late, it's still two pages, like it shouldn't make all the difference. Uh to I accidentally like unfollowed like every mutual I have on Twitter like that was earlier this morning to listening back to me being drunk off a a alcoholic beverage last week what a weird ride it has been here on game shows I suppose at least for me uh that it's kind of like okay well this is it this is the next episode of game shows I suppose let's get on there I'm excited I love this podcast game shows are great And then it's like, oh, we have to do a system update. So just one more. It's a very frustrating day just to try and reach this Wednesday deadline of making a game show podcast. Uh, I have to also now get more recordings of more guests, as it turns out, because we are uh, near the home stretch. It's almost been one full year of this podcast, and we have lots of guests lined up, but I have to DM them, and now considering I unfollowed pretty much everybody, I really hope they're not pissed off and they say no now, (laughs) and I really also hope they're not hating me enough to go, well, fuck Jordan, (laughs) because now I'm really, like, uneased, um, might as well get that right out of the way, I'm a little at unease because, a Twitter purge of everybody on Twitter might make people who might be guests in future episodes hate me, and I don't want that to happen. So maybe after this episode, I'll go back, find all the people who have been guests previously and add them back just so we can keep the ball rolling, maybe? I don't know. I, I really just... I ran from a Dave & Buster's upstairs, turned on a computer, waited for a system update... And now I am just whining on a computer. Thankfully, uh, we have some 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 backings. We have we have an outline here of the news. We have an introduction. We have reviews. It's a good day. So let's get started with the news. First piece of news to get into: There's a season two of Supermarket Stakeout coming soon. Food Network says, yay. How about some more? Supermarket stakeout. Okay. How about some better news? Uh, the other piece of news today. Uh, Jason Safrani, uh had a 19-game streak on Jeopardy. We didn't even record. We didn't really talk about this, did we? Uh, the, 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 the hip happening person on Jeopardy, Jason, uh, just ended his streak, and he's... Uh, his grand total, after all nineteen games, was five hundred thirty-two thousand four hundred ninety-six dollars. That, that's a very impressive uh, sum of money. Uh, he was going for the uh, twenty so twenty to twenty-five thousand per episode. He wasn't a Holzhauer go six figures kind of person, but uh, yeah, would he probably he's probably going to the tournament champions probably. Uh, next in terms of uh, UK news, there's a, a new game show being pitched. Called First and Last, uh, it is a show that uh, drowns out the tough outside world. According to Birmingham Live, the aim of the competition is to avoid earning the most or the fewest points in each round. Uh, Jason Manford will be the presenter slash host. Uh, it's a six part series that'll air on BBC One. Contestants on the show will have to navigate a range of rounds without coming either first or last. As they will be eliminated I'm so excited to be presenting this new show First and last for BBC One uh, With a simple rule that is at the heart of its show It's simply great And Jason has a great host There is no air date yet It's going to be produced by Zeppotron, And that's about it um, Okay that's, that's a new show uh, and finally, uh, coming soon to Netflix. Have you heard of this Netflix? Uh, there's an upcoming new singing competition show, but it's not a singing competition show. No, no, no. Uh, according to Snoop Doggy Dog, this ain't the voice, motherfucker. Uh, as Netflix has a new show called Rhythm and Flow, uh, an up and coming uh, MC one shot to lose themselves to the music, the moment, according to the rap, in the most widest way possible. Uh, they'll need to own it before never let go. Yes, this is um, the synopsis according to uh, the the rap. Global superstars Cardi B, Chance the Rapper, and Tip, T.I. Harris, a search for the next hip-hop, I'm going to say in the most widest way possible, the most hip-hop sensation in Rhythm and Flow, Netflix's first music competition show the series brings together industry legends across a multi-city search in hip-hop epicenters Los Angeles, New York, Atlanta, and Chicago to find raw talent and help undiscovered artists pursue their come-up. Yes, it's another music competition, but as guest judge Snoop Dogg says in the trailer, this ain't the voice, motherfucker. Uh, all right, uh there's going to be a few there's a whole list of talent. I'm not going to go through every name here uh but like Fat Joe's on there for instance. <laughs> uh DJ Khaled. I think Khaled's on here, let us see. Yeah, Khaled's there. All right. I would have been like uh a Nipsey Hussle's on here too, really. Wow. Uh <laughs> Killer Mike. They got all the heavy the, all the heavyweights. Ty Dolla Sign uh dj oreo dj scratch dj scratch really (laughs) i i mean okay sure uh rhythm flow will roll out it's 10 hour long episodes a bit differently than typical netflix shows though the show's four audition episodes will debut on wednesday october 9th the following uh wednesday it's three ciphers rap battles and music videos episodes get uploaded finally on wednesday october 23rd 8 through 10 which is samples Uh, collaborations and finale episodes we made available for its subscribe so it's going to be uh three basically it's going to be divided into three weeks first up first week it's four shows second week three shows week after three shows four three three math genius can tell you it's 10 uh rhythm flow hills from gaspin media jesse collins entertainment and get lifted film Co-executive producers are Jeff Gapson for Gapson Media, Jesse Collins for Jesse Collins Entertainment, Nikki Bella, not that Nikki Bella, uh, John Legend is one of the judges, my, uh, one of the EPs, Mike Jackson, Ty Sticklorious for Get Lifted Film, Jeff Pollock, Cardi B, Chance the Rapper, and Tip T.I. Harris also serve as producers. Probably because it's a uh, inter- it's an online show, so they don't need an EP cred if they want to make any money. But uh, that. To me, I, I saw the trailer to this and I am not kidding. I think this might be the next uh, big hit. And it's kind of a shocker for that show with the guests that they have, the judges that they have to be on Netflix instead of like a network or on something that's a little bit more established. Because if this is, YouTube, uh, and this is Netflix, it's only Netflix subscribers they will be able to see this. And maybe there's an overlap between hip-hop fans and and fans of rap and say (laughs) netflix i'm trying to see if there is that much of an overlay uh because i think music documentaries i gotta think the genre itself somewhat maybe i mean it's this or it's gonna be on like vh1 and i don't see this being a vh1 show and i do not see this on fox or NBC, so maybe this is like a step up, maybe this is Netflix saying, look, you're doing what no other network can do, so we'll be that network, and I'll be impressed, I'll watch the episodes, I can't wait, Uh, who knows. Welcome to the internet, no really, I guess I gotta welcome you to the internet, this is the internet, you are listening to this radio show through the internet, which is fascinating to me an mp3 file is downloaded into your uh phone or into your mp3 player or maybe you're streaming this on a spotify or or from from apple itself uh or or even google play or any of the other multitude of places you can get this episode like slash podcast it's a fascinating world that this is the internet the internet is full of tons of content from all over the world and rather, this is a game show podcast where a guy can talk about game shows with guests, or it's a a, a, a song created by some garage band in in the middle of of a, a rural city here in America. or it could just be uh, Instagram models from Europe. or it could be, uh animation for from an artist in 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 Japan or Thailand it is a lot of content out there in the world and we're all sharing it all the time and that's one of the most fascinating things about the world wide web we're always making content we're always sharing our content sometimes you know you become a big popular thing. Other times you're like me and you're just making it just to like have fun, I guess. And when I think early on, before the days of YouTube, I thought of Newgrounds. Now Newgrounds was a flash animation uh, brethren. You had all sorts of weird animated shows. Uh, that's where people like Ego Raptor from the Game Grumps got their start. There's where a lot of... Uh, Video games were made uh, that slowly went on to be bigger uh, video games. And one game I remember playing in high school was something called The Impossible Quiz. And it kind of reminded me of those, are you an idiot, take these quiz uh, images. And it was a flash cartoon where it was basically like like a quiz game. Uh, which is always popular because when cause for a lot of people like who love trivia, quiz games are kind of here and there and they're very like first-year flash programming student. And it's also one of those games where it's like you click this to lead to another, because that's kind of the point of quiz games. This leads to this leads to this. So here is an impossible quiz where the questions don't make any sense. Or the answers are not actually the four possible choices. Maybe it's question number. Or it's like, touch the smallest dot. And you're seeing four different dots. But then you're not seeing the little dot that's in the circle where it marks question 41. To me, that is the kind of premise behind the impossible quiz. Questions that are made to make you feel stupid. Sometimes they're brain teasers. Sometimes they make no sense. But... What I like most about it is then it it created a whole line of these weird apps. These weird pseudo-Impossible Quiz games where they're more brain puzzles. And if it wasn't for the Impossible Quiz, these brain puzzle games would not have been created. And I believe it's these brain puzzle apps uh, that created the spark that created today's game show. Today's game show is called Idiot Test, and it has a lot of twists and turns in terms of its success, uh, in terms of even me thinking it would be a good show. Uh, It went from me being, I was very dismissive at first, to this being one of my favorite GSN original series. Uh, This is the game that actually sparked the, I would say, what I would call the GSN renaissance, as it were, of original content Which is kind of a shame because the show eventually got canceled. But what made Idiot Test so great? What was the charm of Idiot Test that would spark it to be this pseudo cult phenomenon? And what exactly is Ben Glebe doing now? All these questions and more will be answered right now. Well, okay, not right now. You have to listen to the interview to answer the. Anyway, let's turn the tables. With me on the line are a couple of the hosts from Inside Jerks, James and Taylor.
1: Hey, what's up? How's
0: it? I'm, I'm doing good. This is a,
1: you know what? I'm
0: glad you guys are here. Uh, one of the only, can't say only, podcasts about movies, which I think is fascinating.
2: Yeah. The I'm, only one. Yeah, the only one. And we also, yeah, we talk about uh, film as well, as well as music, too. Uh, So yeah, definitely, definitely the only one doing all three of those. If you
1: haven't, I'm sure you haven't heard a review of any sort of movies or film on on podcast before, and we just wanted to get there first before uh, you know talking about our own favorite things. All right, talking about ourselves, talking about movies, talking about music, but
2: uh, you know, the first ones to do it. Yeah, and if there's one thing that podcasts are lacking, it's uh, people talking about things that they're interested in.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know what you're talking about. Uh this is I'm not interested in game shows. I I fucking hate them. Bur- burn it to the ground. Uh send it to the good wills of the world. We don't need them. Ah. Uh-huh. Oh wait, hmm. never mind. I, I do like a game show. That's why I've been doing this for almost a This is almost one year. I feel uh-huh. like exhausted at this point, <laughs> but uh How does
1: that feel? This realization of it being a year? But,
0: before we get to the whole uh, movie, uh, before we get to our episode, uh, we, we'll, we'll go back into Inside Jirga because music and film, because uh, I, I had a couple of questions here, you know, we're not going to go into game show territory quite yet here, but we will go into the theme songs and music of, of game shows real quick. Do you, is there any sort of, th- when you think game show theme song, what, what comes to mind typically as like that, that banger, that big hit?
2: I mean Price Jeopardy's right. Jeopardy's classic, yeah. Price is Right is great. It, one I'm a huge fan of is the uh, uh, um, the like closing of the countdown timer. That's pretty great. Wow. Um, I really
0: <laughs> How dare you reference Countdown, a show that does not exist in the United States? <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, I thought this show went
0: international.
2: It is, but
0: but apparently Americans are too dumb to understand math. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh, I just watched, uh, to get in the countdown a little bit, I just watched this clip of this guy just murder the math portion on the thing, like, like multiplied all the numbers together, and then... Divided the whole thing by, like, 50, and it was, like, 23,000 divided by 50 and just nailed it on the dot.
0: (laughs) No, that funny thing was when they did that, because Carol was, this was, like, 80s, 90s countdown. Carol was holding numbers, and then as she's writing it down, she's hearing, multiply this, then multiply (laughs) this. She's just standing there going, oh, shit, oh, fuck. (laughs) And then divide it by the fifty. Uh yeah you got it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then you're originally thinking okay she's full of shit she just doesn't want to do the math but no the math checks
1: out. Yeah. Uh See that stuff scares me more than the people who uh are having trouble with some of these questions are the people who can just get out there and uh, completely destroy a question and figure something out ASAP.
0: It is and that's that's going to be part of the the world that we have today. Because uh, today's episode, which by the way, I, I think it, it's a rare treat. Because when when you ask people, "Hey, is there any game shows you want to talk about?" Uh, typically, I hear Jeopardy or Supermarket Sweep. Because they want to be clever, they want to pick the obscure answer. Well, tough luck. Leslie Jones is hosting Supermarket Sweep. Not so uh, not not so uh, special anymore. <clears throat> but when I talk to <laughs> when when I talk to James, he's just like. Idiot test. (laughs) And I'm just like, wait, wait, what? (laughs) I spat out uh, Hubert's lemonade out of that glass jug and just went, what? Idiot test?
2: Oh, I'm sorry to make you waste some Hubert's. That's that's unfortunate.
0: It's fine. It was a watermelon lemonade. It's very delicious and refreshing, too. But because Idiot Test has a little bit close to home here because a lot of my friends worked on Idiot Test. I did not. So I can say anything bad I want about the show. Uh, so I'm free. You're not. Ha ha. Um, and it was fun because it's like, because because the story of Idiot Test is, is amazing. And I don't think a lot of
1: people know about this. What is this story that you've got here?
0: So, so before we get to what the hell Idiot Test is, let me tell you how Idiot Test started. So are you familiar with the internet, the World Wide Web?
1: Ah, yes. Yes. Now,
0: are you familiar with those funny Facebook tests and quizzes or those flashes? Like, are you an idiot? Of
1: course.
0: And it's like, which one is yellow? And it's like three different shirts. And you just had to Um, say, yeah, those those weird brain teaser riddles. Absolutely. they They created a whole game show around that. Now, when they originally pitched it, they did not know what to call it. So they called it the Idiot Test. And uh, it it originally was on a giant video wall. Think like a wall of televisions. And you had to touch, like, slam a screen. Instead of the the tech that is what would become a giant iPad, essentially. Yeah. Uh, So GSN originally picked up the idea for Idiot Test uh, with the concept of it's teams of three against each other. And they all had a different background. So it would be like Star Wars fans versus Star Trek fans. Dog lovers versus cat lovers. I call it the MXC team uh, theory, where you have to have the teams. Thematic. Uh, they eventually, when they had the pilot, which was done at the GSN Studios, it didn't really uh, get picked up, shall we say. Uh, they had a different host. It came across as, like, this weird steampunk look. Like, imagine, like, the, the, the entire... like, set was themed around gears and brains. Like, that was it. Like, here's a head, open head, gear. And it was just... I'm not going to say horrendous, but when it got picked up in a retooled version of Idiot Test, this was at a time when GSN wanted to have an original concept, uh, so they were throwing everything to the wall and hoping something sticks. At the time, there was The Chase with Mark Labette and and Brooke Burns, uh, and then you had... Uh, some weird like show like Mind of a Man I think came a little earlier and Mind of the Man with D. Ray Davis shout outs to D. Ray uh, had was like a comedian game show like you had to match the comedians in questions about man and relationships and Ben Glebe at the time was uh, was someone who was one of those constant comedians they can get on the cheap and the GSN guy is like you're so, you're so funny on this we got something for you down the line and Ben at the time did not believe he was going, that was, that was just because of Hollywood, you know, they say something and the opposite happens. But sure enough, he got picked up for Idiot Test as the host when they realized this didn't work. And it became, instead of triple teams, pairs. And they kind of did away until later seasons, the gimmick of here's USC fans and UCLA f- fans and here's Lakers and Pacers or whatever is the rivalries that you're you're familiar with. Uh, it was. It became just, here's a couple and here's another couple, and let them answer these trivia questions. Uh, the show would so actually nice. be very well. Did you know this? This is actually, uh, aside from The Chase, the number one game show aired on GSN. Dude, and it's, that's interesting. So this is one of the, and by the way, I'm going to say, it's also one of the cheapest <laughs> shows I've <Yeah>. ever seen <laughs> in terms of it. Um... We'll get through the punchlines in just a bit, but it went on to be very successful. So they did three seasons of it, over 100 episodes. Ben Glebe doing every one of these. Uh, they did a spin off called Political Idiot Test, which was a one off special where they got the young Turk guy to answer questions against like some conservative guy from the Daily Caller, I think. So that's what we Oh, do. man. And it's, like, it. and it's all things like, and it's all things like, if the it, it's if the vice president's assassinated and the secretary of seat is assassinated, who is president of the United States? Because if you can't figure out the joke yet, uh, it's all brain teasers and it's all right. cop outs. So I said the vice president, secretary of state. I didn't say the president got assassinated. So the president of the United States will still be the president of the United States ah (laughs) yeah so (laughs) so now we get into uh the show it basically ended essentially from two reasons one ben glebe started his is now becoming a big touring stand-up comedian now uh he went on to have a netflix special uh and others and now he is a presidential candidate of the united states
2: now that is what a turnaround yeah that that's, uh, that's amazing, especially after that uh, political idiot test. Oh, it's... That's, yeah. That's, wait, how many how many people now would we have to lose for Ben Glebe to just automatically be president?
0: Uh, <laughs> how many Democrat contenders must be eliminated before Ben Glebe? I think it's... Well, as of this recording, Gillibrand is out, so it'd be
2: 14. Easy. Yeah, that's...
0: Now, if it was done in the form do- of logic puzzles...
2: <laughs> I think... Our combined listeners, like, I think we can make that <laughs> we, we We both have hit podcasts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you just have to uh, just, just get a giant iPad and then get these brain teasers uh, a- asking. So uh, now we'll go into what is Idiot Test? So what's the game? What is the Idiot Test game? Uh, we start off with a cold open with Ben Glebe, and he introduces you to an idiot test. Uh, for instance, uh uh, touch the find the tie find the tie and you're set in a essentially what looks like a a, 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 a like a, a ball like you're in a formal gathering and you see a lot of people in suits but the catch is no one's wearing a tie Oh. but in the background you see a sports game played on the bar television that shows the score being 0-0
2: Oh, yeah. oh, I remember this. Yeah. So that's clever.
0: when it says find the tie, it wasn't anyone that someone was wearing. It was the tie score
1: in the television monitor. But of course, a twist upon words, if you will.
0: And then we're, that's it. That's essentially the show. It's wordplay, twist on words. And then we get introduced to Ben Glebe. Uh, we get two teams of two contestants who both know each other for some variation. Rather, they're roommates, best friends. Uh, engaged couples, married couples, uh, been dating for one month, all the way to they have a podcast, and we are introduced oh. with the important question, which I'm going to relay right out to you guys. What makes you think you're not idiots?
1: <laughs> uh, I'm a member of Mensa. Uh, 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 well, I'm not a member of Mensa. Boom.
0: Whoa! So, so you're not a member of Mensa, and you are a member of Mensa. So you have both lines of thinking. When it comes to doing those quizzes that come
2: with Mensa's
0: uh, quizzes,
2: me, I, it, I could do a tippy, a, I a tippy the Turtle.
0: I can draw Tippy the Turtle and get into a prestigious art school.
2: Ooh, yeah, I can't do or that.
0: The uh, and then they get their first idiot test. Now, in the first round, uh, there's two played per team. So there's four idiot tests in general. Uh, questions start at $300. Nice. 300 bucks. But, but unfortunately they don't get the 300 bucks because that's the ticking money clock and it goes down 20 bucks every second until they Ooh. touch an answer on the giant iPad screen that's right the answers are always in front of them ah. it's always somewhere on the screen I will get to, the weird, to me. I'll get to the weird like legalese that comes with it uh, later uh, round two uh it's it's individuals they each get to play one at 500 dollars apiece. Nice. But get 25 bucks bigger. is taken away. If they don't get it right, they don't get any of the money. If they get it right, yeah, it's banked. In round three, it's a head-to-head. They both play the same test. Only two tests. One for each team. Uh, for starting at 1000 going down 50 bucks every second. And then 2500 bucks, the final test, which some might say is a little game-breaking because it's 2500 bucks. when you hear $300 and $500 here and there. Uh, with $100 being taken away. Whoever has the most money after all of these idiot tests gets to keep their money and go on to the smart money round where they can play for $10,000. The loser that's team doesn't fixed. get any of their money that they banked.
1: Dude, that's a bummer. But hey, that's the rules of the game, baby.
0: Uh, they, that's the rules of the game. They, but they do get 100 bucks. Uh Originally, the idea was supposed to be Ben Glead gives them 100 bucks, and then like in Are You Smarter Than a 5th Grader, they have to look at a camera and go, We're sorry, we're idiots. Oh. <laughs> And then it's uh, and then it just quickly became just Ben Glebe doing some nice snark over, like, their occupation or what they do. Uh, so someone was, like, a used car salesman. Like, they flip stuff. And when they got limited, I remember this great Ben glebe He's like, so, you, you're a car flipper. Uh, so, I saw a car in the paper for $4,000, and I bought it for $2,000. Do you think that was a good buy? Yeah, that was great. You know what else is a good buy? <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> And then he just oh. starts waving them <laughs> off the stage. Nice, classic uh, Gleeb. Ben Gleeb is cold-hearted. <laughs> uh, in the smart money round, the teams are now in like a like a, a family feud round, where one person is backstage in a just basically sitting on a stool with some headphones on. The other's on stage, and they get to answer one final test. Some say the hardest test of the entire episode. And if one gets it right, because they both have to answer it within twenty seconds. Whatever time is left remaining on the first one goes to the second player. Any time left remaining goes to the second player. Answer the same question. If one gets it right, one thousand dollars is added to their total. But if both pick the same answer and they're both correct, their money goes up to ten thousand dollars. That's one million pennies. They're rich. If you say a million pennies. Well, it sounds like they're rich. Yeah. Then. Uh. And and then <laughs> it's that's how it goes. That's basically a test, rinse, repeat. And it's just this it's puzzles and it's put downs. And now we get to do the whole what did you think? And what's the funny parts about the show?
2: Uh well, I mean, yeah, I I always love just how much of a dick Ben Glebe is. And it kind of got like as the show goes on throughout the seasons, he's more and more. I mean, it might be just how many times he's had to do this thing, that he just gets meaner and meaner and can get away with stuff but also like it it comes back around the other way people kind of got smart to it after a while and they'll just like quip right back to him and sometimes like they're <laughs> like occasionally i've seen them meaner than ben glebe which is like rare but awesome when you see
1: oh i'm loving every single time that guy is just almost uncomfortable with the person where where i i don't know how to respond with yeah. uh, <laughs> certain things that he says to people like he just goes over that edge just enough that's always really fun
0: Uh, so the one that we saw today uh was uh touch the black coffee and there was four cups of coffee and it had milk soy milk half and half and cream and it was being poured in there and it said coffee shop below it in black ink and basically the guy just touched the the i believe the the cream thinking that's
2: not that's not the creamiest one yeah and then he's like, "What? what's
0: wrong with you? The, all of those are going to be changing color, but the black coffee is right below you. It's the sign that says coffee. Gonna... And that leads me to my favorite part of Ben Glebe, because whenever they touch this, because basically the idea is supposed to be the, it's, an, it's basically you're on the spot to answer these questions, and you're put under an intense time penalty. Like it's a time pressure, like 10 seconds to answer a question. There's mm-hmm. a spotlight, there's an audience, and it's supposed to throw you off. Then, to throw you off even more, Ben Glebe then walks over to you and goes, what'd you touch and why?
1: <laughs> Feeling his breath on the back of your neck. It's, it's just yeah, does, like a So at like, that point. So, you,
0: we asked you, touch the thing with four wheels. You <laughs> touch the car, because there's four wheels on there, but have you ever considered that right there is a steering wheel? Yeah. <laughs> The thing with four wheels is the wagon.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Perfect energy of I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Yeah, yeah, it's just
0: like, and then it's like, and you're from Mensa, you say. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then like, like, it's always fun, like trying to come up with the idiot test questions, because they're always like play on words, or it's trying to come up with something else. Uh, so I always like come of car things for some reasons, Like who's tired, and you just have to get like a mechanic holding a tire. Oh sure. Oh man. Uh, but some of these are always like the obvious wrong answer. Like for instance, what uh, the first season, one of the questions was, what is Batman's superpower?
2: Oh, being a very very rich man, I think. Yeah, that is. But they yeah. have all <laughs> these like,
0: telekinesis, uh, super speed, super strength, <laughs> nothing.
1: <laughs> nobody can figure it out
0: they couldn't well they didn't figure it out and it's always like easy answers like that like if you can figure out that no it's different characters or it's different plot points it works out so well. Uh, I, a lot of the time it's what they don't the say thing. that matters or it's phrasing that that means the most mm-hmm. uh, but but I have to before we we continue on with what the questions are I have to discuss this uh, Ben glebe uh, in the set is is ridiculously cheap, like like the cool effect he's, he's of the, 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 the dissolving Tess
2: and in the screen in the background.
0: But I'm trying to count how many chairs are in that
2: audience. Yeah, yeah, I think it's gotta be 99. It's gotta be that like like under a hundred like LA thing. Yeah, it's I'm thinking it's 90. It's
0: it's it's less. It has to be less than a hundred, and yeah. it's so awkward because there's like Ben Glebe tells a joke there's the laugh and no one in the audience behind him is laughing
2: <laughs> yeah or they're just like have their like just resting their uh, chin on their palms just bored as hell yeah
0: this is like their eighth taping that day and it's yeah. like it's already like 10 p.m they want to go
2: home it's free but you have to sit here for six hours <laughs>
0: what air conditioning this is the summer
2: <laughs> you signed the paper. You want to be
1: here. We're going to keep you here all night.
0: <laughs> we'll get you free access to the the catering table. Don't you want a muffin from Kirkland?
1: A slice of <laughs> cheese, maybe. A slice of
0: che- Have some pizza. It's it's old at this point, but it's here as we experience <laughs> people tr- flubbing up on. Uh, if you can multi if you multiply all the numbers on your phone, what do you get?
1: Oh, wowie and and then uh you, you got got zero zero
0: cuz anything times zero is zero is
2: See? yeah i told you i was a member of mensa
0: <laughs> that's uh, why yeah, you weren't. I, I was not a member of mensa <laughs> uh, so i it's a lot of fun uh to figure out these puzzles uh, let me just quickly uh it it's ben Glebe also has oversized suits i've noticed so yeah that not was me when he uh... got the assigned to do the show like he basically had to quickly grab like some suits because it's because like most comedians they don't make that much money so
2: this is like quickly. Yeah, I, I can't imagine suits are ill-fitting. <laughs> had a yeah, that I can't imagine they had a wardrobe on that show. But his uh, his suit on the episode we watched was pretty wild. It was like dark dark purple shirt and then a really dark patterned tie and then really really light tan for the jacket.
0: <laughs> uh. And then there is, like, um, there's all these weird clues. Let me get some of these. Let me just get an Idiot Test quiz up. Just, like, one of the puzzles from Idiot Test. Just because, you know, why not? Let's let's play a quick uh, round of Idiot Test as seen on hilarious Game Show Network's Idiot Test. On Game Show Network, which I still am ashamed it ended, um, but... Hey, you know the Test people are very
1: nice to. Uh, I'm just waiting for them to come back around and have something else that, to surprise us with a great wit of a game.
2: All
0: right, so here, here it is. I'm going to just link it in this little chat room, and then feel free to read. Let's let's play along.
2: Okay, should we just uh, buzz yeah, buzz, buzz when we're ready? Yes, go. Uh, mailman's in the mailbox. How many letters does the mailman have? Uh, buzz buzz. See. C- Oh, shit.
0: Buzz, buzz. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> Taylor,
1: what Taylor, do what do you think? He, has, he he has one in his hand. He has one letter.
0: Well, well cl- close. Uh, okay, so that one letter he does have, but notice oh, the phrasing of going the going question says letters, meaning it has oh, to be absolutely. plural, meaning more than no. one. So unfortunately, that's not it.
2: James, do you know what it is? I, well, I was originally going to say zero because there's a bunch of numbers on the uh, the envelope that he's holding, and we can't be clear if there's a letter inside that envelope. I uh, totally see how this game works. When you're put on the spot, and you're like, uh, uh.
0: <laughs> so
2: the mailman put
0: four letters in the mailbox, <laughs> and there's four letters in that mailbox. How many letters does mailman have? Oh, my God. How many letters does <laughs> mailman have? Mailman <laughs> is spelled with seven letters. The answer was seven.
2: Golly. So <laughs> oh man we Taylor we got to change the name of the podcast to inside idiots
1: ah don't <laughs> no you don't uh, it feels like we do <laughs> you
0: were great seems- I liked it <laughs> here here's the last one we'll give you one last
2: puzzle and then
0: then we'll move on to uh, just
2: um you have a one dollar bill how many sodas can you buy
0: uh eight two zero four and then there's a sign
2: uh zero why zero I'm going to... Oh, buzz, buzz. Um, it only takes quarters, and you have a $1 nice. bill.
0: So you're telling me, even though that this you have enough to buy essentially a lot of soda here, you can't buy anything from this machine technically because it takes quarters only, and you only have a bill.
2: I don't see a change machine. Th-
0: that stuff. means you got it right.
2: <laughs> yeah. All so right. We're back to inside
1: jerks. Yeah. See, there you go. You're not idiots. <laughs> inside one jerk and inside of just pure idiot. <laughs>
0: It's, uh, <laughs>
2: I, I think I'm it's such
0: beautiful. a fun show that it's one of those things where it's, I need to save a whole bunch of these puzzles and then just bring it on to people.
2: Like, yeah, like... one of my, uh, <laughs> one, one of my favorite puzzles on there was, uh, it was a picture of, uh, there's like a skeleton hanging in the corner and then a porcupine and then a stack of books and then it's like, touch all the spines and then a person just touches the skeleton and the porcupine they're like yeah nailed it and then what about all these five books there's five spines there yeah that's 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 the
0: puzzle that's the yeah or the one i always refer to as touch the greenhouse and everyone's looking for a house that's colored green not greenhouse as in the place that you put plants right (laughs) love it uh, it, it's so now I can actually get into I can't go into everything because they have non non-disclosure agreements and all this but essentially uh, It's almost mini paragraphs into what goes into an idiot test question mm. So so the rules state on an idiot test the answer is always on screen displayed in front of you The mm-hmm. answer is never in the question unless phrase certainly so what you see is like these two questions there's a ribbon. That's a question ribbon. That's not an answer.
1: Oh, okay. Anything
0: else is fair game, and anything really could be fair game. Sure. Uh, so there is the the correct answer, and then you have to explain with logic why that is. So, for instance, in the $1 bill question, uh, well, the, the little sign says quarters only. Therefore, it only takes quarters, not dollar bills. So you right. can't buy Love any. Uh, so so have, then it becomes,
1: oh. Yeah, have there been any people
2: who yeah, have
0: trouble
1: th- with explaining, or they don't give an answer?
0: They do. They're, no. So then it's so then for every wrong answer that's possible, if they touch the two, you can't because quarters only. They touch four, you can't because quarters only. They touch the the sign that says fifty cents. That's not what the question's referring to.
2: Yeah, I'm just wondering if it's like my type of thinking, because I like I'm gonna just say it. I friggin' nailed this one, but well there could be 15 other ones that I'm just going to totally blank on. Like I could only be good at this type of thing. And we're also been, we've been talking about the show. So I'm kind of a little bit in the mind, but uh, yeah, I wonder like, how do they range the difficulty of them? So
0: the range essentially is, uh, if you look, pay, if you pay attention in the early rounds, they're, they're typically more three possible actual choices. Then it gets to four or five, and then six. And then the bonus round, it's either a multiple choice, like a standalone four-person answer, or it's a six-person answer. It's one or the other. They never really do the negative space trick question, quote-unquote trick. They're not tricks. They're brain teasers. Right.
2: But the trick questions are typically in the
0: middle rounds or or the later head-to-head. Because the head-to-head, I think, is usually more challenging. Because this becomes more of like who had who doesn't have holes in their alibi and it's like works at a donut shop listens to a cd oh. is a professional Whoa. piercer dang that's uh, a good one eat swiss cheese uh, and then it's like <laughs> and it just keeps going into and then it goes into uh or my favorite was uh what kind of record is this and uh it, there is essential, and it just says It says ho and then there's the empty space E, so it says ho, Uh, and the answer is supposed to be Christmas, because there's no L. Oh, (laughs) Oh, man. No L. (laughs) Yep. Sometimes you wonder, like, who are the comedy writers and there's only 2 comedy Kamu-writers on staff for this. One was Ben, the other is, I think, one of his friends, but the rest are all just game show dweebs, and I gotta give a shout out to Aaron Solomon here, because he is a, in the world of game shows, he does the... Elevated thinking kind of game shows. He did Brain Rush. He did Idiot Test, Million Dollar Mind Game, and he's currently, I believe, on One Hundred Thousand Dollar Pyramid. So yeah, he has a resume for making people feel really stupid and then making jokes. Uh, yeah. So, so the uh, the other conclusion I have is that theme song. You guys are music experts. Something like that. Sure. You you hear that ticking clock noise, that toot 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 toot, but mm-hmm. then there is that idiot test from that boop 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 doop. That's it. That their theme song. It's perfect.
2: Yep. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's all out, it's, out yeah. in front of you.
0: So so the yeah, co- it's like
2: the kind of music that you would you would see like the little bouncing 1940s cartoons <laughs> like bouncing around to. So it's
0: I was going to ask, as the music song. experts here, is simplicity important? Uh, when it comes to a game show theme, James,
2: it does when it's the Idiot Test. I think. I mean, I, I think that that's uh, that's a huge part of it because the music should be like kind of dopey for a game like that. Um, and like, yeah, when you listen to the theme song of like Jeopardy, there's definitely a lot more going on with it, but it's still pretty simple, like as far as like number of parts and everything like that. So, like, I think simplicity takes in is taken into consideration. Like, um, yeah, even if it's uh, you know, a more advanced thinking sh- um I don't know. I think they're they're putting a lot of thought into stuff like that, especially the on the for Final Jeopardy. That's like just this like ticking, like very nerve wracking thing that's like extremely hard to concentrate on your a- answer. answer. Like. And I think that yeah, they do the same thing with the idiot test, just like bleep bloops. Um so yeah, I think uh simplicity you is super overburden important for something. <laughs>
0: You don't want
1: to overburden your brain with all these, you know, complex, uh, you know, arpeggio changes and whatnot. When uh, you have to re, uh, restart your brain and get those gears moving into hard questions.
2: <laughs> that being <laughs> said, they should have a game show where they just play like, like extremely like just shrill black metal when you're trying to, oh, I, I uh, to answer Wonder something. That-
1: and just the li- like, I want lyrics to the game show, which is just idiot test, and then that one tone. <laughs> Idiot test. I and mean, that's the whole you know, I want something like that for a game show.
2: Idiot test.
1: We got well, it they did, and
2: that's it. They did have something like that, like with um what was that uh Jimmy Carr show? Distraction? Distraction, yeah. So the, yeah. They did have things where they just had to like put headphones with like extremely loud music and then they had to like arrange things in a certain order in front of them. So, yeah, I...
0: distraction is a cr- a great game show in the sense of it's the anti game show in many regards, and it's yeah. we could talk about distraction if you want. Uh, it's the that they had loud music and they had to rearrange things, and it was very loud, screaming, screeching, bad music. Yeah, and it was put these in order, and th- that was always one of the cases. Another one they did was they had those headphones on, and it was basically you had to read Jimmy Carr's mouth as he was saying the questions no, like normal. Yeah. <laughs>
2: There was uh, also wow. another one where they were in a like a bathroom stall that was like half height, and they had to pee in the toilet to yes, buzz in. They had to they had to use
1: pee
0: buzzer, <laughs> but they drank two gallons of water before the recording.
1: Oh, that's not dangerous. <laughs> this is rad. How have I not watched this? I, it, I feel it like it
0: aired a- on yeah. Channel Four in the UK, and then Comedy Central, an American. They yeah. made an American version of that show. And like the only yeah. thing people remember from that from that show is essentially the bonus round because it's if you get a question wrong, like basically in, in distraction, the bonus round is like you won a brand new car. Congratulations, you beat the four, you beat three hundred players. You won a brand new car. You did it. However, we have five final questions, and for every question you get wrong, we're gonna fuck up this car. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. <Sick. laughs> oh, you got this question about uh which uh about which band sang "Whip It." So uh, we're gonna now smash in the windshield of this car. Yeah, I forgot well, my about that. Would be that's...
1: intact for that is devo. <laughs> yeah,
2: of course. Uh,
1: it's, it, <laughs>
0: it's, it's a real fucked up show. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But, uh, and in, well, I mean, in Britain, the there's one where uh, if you want to talk about like intense music being played while you're answering questions, there's this show called 1000 Heartbeats, where they gave people like a heart monitor and based on their heartbeat repetition there's a string quartet that's playing string music like within feet away from them.
1: So if their heartbeat starts
0: tensing up, suddenly the music goes from like, do, 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 do,
1: do, 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 do. Wow. That's fantastic.
0: That's amazing. And it's supposed to have them up so then they keep getting wrong answers and lose their heartbeats. So if they run out of like their 1,000 to play the games, they lose everything. So it's really fun, that one. That's ingenious. Yeah, that
1: sounds...
0: It's one of the most genius game shows I've ever seen, and they only last two seasons. And it's never been in the States, so I'm kind of annoyed. But we got to go quickly to idiot test real quick here. Something that I want to find that's really novel here is the $10,000 prize. Now, a lot of cable game shows, it's $5,000. Supermarket Sweep was $5,000. This is $10,000. This is what I call the new cable uh, minimum when it comes to a game show. If your game show... Gives less than ten thousand dollars away on cable television, it, it, it's shit, folks. I, I it, it's to bullshit. It. Get that, get out of here. Inflation exists for a reason. Throw it out. Waste of my time. But what I like is the fact that essentially, idiot test is also so tough that most of the time when you see the contestants leave, it's like Ben like, well, you didn't get the ten thousand dollars, but you made like a thousand two hundred dollars. <laughs> you made two hundred bucks today. <laughs>
2: It was like half your rent.
0: <laughs> like, like it's not even like a, a life-changing amount of money. It's just kind of like basically bar money. <laughs> it's like,
1: yeah, <laughs> it's just work at that point. It's the, the amount of time I put into this, and you're only giving me five hundred dollars. Great, great.
2: It no, we think about it though. I spent four hundred dollars on my flight here. Cool. <laughs>
0: yeah, you flew out here. You did an audition. They called you back. Now you're in a holding area. Who knows how long you've been in there? It could have been the first taping day, so you're there for like a minute, or you're there until the last day, so you're there for seven, eight hours. Then you're recording, which takes about an hour of time because they have to stop tape because oh, Ben glebe
2: flubbed the line. Yeah, uh, and a lot of people don't know that holding area. You're just in like a room by yourself, handcuffed, cuffed <laughs> to the middle of the table. It's pretty intense, and there's like you know a one-way mirror, and they're just watching you yeah, the whole but time. They
1: didn't- but they don't bolt down the table so you can like lift it and get the handcuff off it's really easy
2: right that, yeah. that's
1: actually the 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 way they get the
0: contestants is the first one to break out of those it's like well you're smart enough to do the show okay Yeah.
2: the answer is right in front of you the answer
0: is <laughs> right in front of you and it's going to say like the touch the key man. and then you're like yeah. where's the key <laughs> i don't see any keys here i'm attached to a table i attached to it there's a piano there's a piano here
1: aha uh-huh, a map with a key
0: but the map with a key just leads me to a map with a key but there's no key up uh, uh, um, uh, angry press bonk.
1: it? Did you press it? <laughs>
0: it's a uh, so so i think we got through a lot of the bit of this uh the set is dark it's cheap but it's there's something endearing about the show that i
2: enjoy yeah and like- well part of that could be because it feels like you do you can tell that it's like low budget and there's not much to it like the like you could like do this on like a stage or like at a bar or something, it would be pretty easy as long as you had like an iPad or something. I think people watch and
1: I think people get into the audience because everybody's there for the right reason. Everybody is just having fun and, you know, just to see people either completely mess up or people blow your own mind by, you know, getting questions right. I think overall just a really fantastic experience.
2: Yeah. And it's pretty low stakes too. I mean, it is 10 grand, but like those first questions at like 300 bucks, like it's, Yeah, there's not. You don't get that like heavy, heavy disappointment of something where you're like missing out of like two hundred thousand dollars. Like, there's no. Yeah. You either like have like glee and someone just like totally fucking up, or like you know someone's up ten grand. Like, there's not really no real disappointment. It's enjoyable no matter what.
1: Yeah, the stakes are lower. I feel like people are able to enjoy themselves a lot easier that way, and everybody's there for the right reason and having fun. I think you're
2: right up the money on.
0: Uh, and you only have to answer really six questions if you think about it.
2: Yeah, that's true. You got How two in the front
0: game, two in round two, one head-to-head head, head each. That's six. And then seven in the bonus round. So seven. That's it. Seven questions. Perfect. <laughs> Everything else goes to your uh, opponents. And that's that's for Ben Glebe to do his his magic. Uh, also, I think this is the earliest uh, iteration, besides maybe lingo, of a GSN game that I could say is perfect uh, gym or dentist fodder as well because even though yeah, you do absolutely. get a lot of even though a lot of it comes from the comedy and ben glebe telling jokes most of the time you can play along with the game because they have the big display script and it shows all the puzzles and and like all the possibilities so you can just point and go it's it's the it's the stork awesome pick the ostrich uh pick pick the hamburglar who's got the buns <laughs> ah yes it's.
1: it's <laughs> I'm trying to figure out like
0: what all these bad puzzles now they would do yeah. season two. Uh, so normally this would be a part where I would say if you could reboot the show what would you do if you can do anything differently or. Or should the show even be revived? Is, has it run its course? Because the puzzles are that on the nose at this point.
1: I, I don't think it's run its course. I feel like there, you know, if you get a, a slightly bigger writers' room, maybe uh, you could probably get some really great questions out of this. I, don't, I think the possibilities are endless on this show. I would love for them to have this back.
2: Yeah, and I, um, well, well, I mean, Ben Glebe is running for president, so you know, maybe if his uh, if he doesn't make it to president, maybe he can return to host the show.
0: Um, hey he's the heckler president and the only way to stop a heckler is a stand-up comedian
2: yeah I mean I would say we're all in our own idiot test with the current administration
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh very nice nice one James
2: (laughs) thank you
0: That's. it's, it's uh who's feeling the burn oh did you push bernie sanders no we spelled it b-u-r-n well
2: well i was going to mention earlier you were talking about the uh you know phase phase two cable game show getting up to ten thousand dollars i heard uh bernie sanders wants to bring the game show minimum to fifteen thousand.
0: i mean that that's going right now 15 grand for uh america says
1: Hey, look, to, to be paid $4 an hour just to have the opportunity to get on television, you know, with all the work that I put into getting on Idiot Test, I think it's worth it. You know, the $4 an hour, that's fine. I don't need $15 an hour.
0: And it's a, <laughs> a half-hour show. Uh, it, 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 it's commercial-free. It's 21 minutes, and 20 episodes are available on Netflix. So if you have a 100%. membership to Netflix, go right ahead and, and take a listen. Go, go, go play along to Idiot Test right now.
2: Yeah, I would recommend it. It's always it's always a bunch of fun and like yeah, it's a good background show. Like you were saying, did stuff. Yeah, you're just. Um,
0: it's a good YouTube show. I think this is a perfect YouTube. Yeah. Like I'm surprised it's not on YouTube because if like if you just is once a week on one of those big tier like million sub channels, you could yeah do this for
2: I,
1: absolutely no money. That's insane.
2: I wonder if they could do like a, I mean they would have to have so many questions per episode. But like an HQ type thing where, like, you know, there's a bunch of people doing this everywhere, all at the same time.
0: <laughs> an idiot test battle royale type game. Yeah, mm,
1: I would like that. A- an extension on like HQ or yeah,
0: HQ <laughs> it. How much is a, How much is Fortnite? Forty days, twenty days, fifty nine ninety nine zero dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, if it were up to me, I'd say zero, because uh, I don't, un- I don't like it.
0: <laughs> well, this is... I'm not paying. <laughs> this guy's a real macho dude over here. You should listen to this guy. <laughs> he doesn't play video
1: games. <laughs> hey, I like sports. What can I say?
0: I have a chainsaw. and I have a Bible. I'm referring to this weird Like photo I saw on Twitter Like like a a day ago About like how to be a man (laughs) Can
1: you link me to that
0: And one was like lay off the video
1: game (laughs) Jeez It is
0: (laughs) Don't listen to podcasts Unless it's Joe Rogan
2: You gotta cut down some trees to Print some more bibles so you gotta. Ooh, it kind of goes yeah. hand in hand.
0: You gotta. You want to laugh? You can't do it here. All right. Let's see here. Uh, that's good. Uh, so let me just open this up real quick. Uh, all right. There we go. Uh, so in conclusion, Idiot Test is a, a fascinating show that shows that even though it's on a low budget, and you can point out that the audience is not happy to be there, they're not really laughing. They're not really applauding. As long as it has heart, comedy and a nice play-along factor for the audience, it can be a successful hit.
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I didn't really, like, uh, I didn't pay attention to the, uh, like, budget of the show until watching it today, and I've been, I've probably seen at least 90% of the episodes, and it didn't even occur to me, like, the budget of the show. I was, you know, I always felt immersed in the game. Yeah, I think there's something to that, and, yeah, the host trading insults with the uh, contestants, that's so... Yeah, it's always a fun time.
0: And now I'll quickly go into his wiki page here. Ben Glebe, born June 18th, 1978, is an actor. He voices a ground sloth called Marshall in Ice Age Continental Drift.
2: Hell yeah.
1: That's very Oh my.
0: A native of Los Angeles, California, Glebe is, in addition to being an actor, a stand-up comedian and writer, headlining comedy clubs and colleges worldwide. Glebe is a regular roundtable guest on the E! late night talk show Chelsea Lately. Before the Netflix finally, And has been appearing on the show since January 2008. He's a frequent guest on KPCC, Southern California's NPR affiliate, on the Pat Morrison program, bringing his comedic spin to political issues. He also reported for KPCC live from the 2008 Republican National Convention in St. Paul, Minnesota. He's currently running for president on the Democratic platform.
2: That's, yeah, how, I don't know how many... Ben signatures 2020com How do we get Ben Glebe on a debate? Can we start an Indiegogo or something? Can, yeah,
0: can we, like, forget, like, Tom Steyer. We need Ben Glebe. Yeah. Guys.
1: I don't know about you guys, but I definitely need Ben Glebe.
0: We can uh, Glebe it. Make that the, the, the Bug family candidate. <laughs> Everyone at BugCon yeah. invite Ben Glebe over. Right ben next to that uh, general hospital convention and... <laughs> Like GOP yeah, let's just set etch.
1: up a time for him to to you know give him given him an availabilities so that he you know if he has the time come on down and
2: yeah can we it. get him to do like a town hall at BugCon that would be yeah awesome
1: hosted <laughs> by two could...
0: of game shows I suppose
2: why because they're both game
1: shows hosts I guess yeah,
2: yeah. I mean if the if they are doing the the GOP thing next door we might be able to get him to debate with somebody. Maybe they won't be currently running, but, but at least, like, yeah, you could moderate it. And uh, yeah, we might be able to make that happen. I mean, I know we're, uh, we're making a badge for Orrin Hatch because he showed up last year. So.
0: <laughs> Alrighty. righty. Uh, so we're, we're near the concluding part of, of the show. But if anyone knows the icon of the show, it's me holding question cards because we're approaching the finale, the home stretch of the show.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We have a lightning round. This is a game show.
1: Oh, man.
0: Five questions. <laughs> Five questions for everyone that you get right. It's one free plug. That is five free plugs are up for grabs. And because this is a two for episode, we have two of you. You can both confer. We can both give answers. You have two chances for every question if you want.
2: Okay, perfect. Yeah, I didn't know if you wanted us to buzz, buzz in again. No
0: buzz, buzz. uh, Yeah, let's let's do that. Uh, We're going to eventually trademark buzz, buzz. (laughs) I'm getting word we can't trademark buzz buzz.
2: Mm. All right, let's All right. Let's do it.
0: 60 seconds on the clock. Who would be your partner on idiot test?
2: Um t-
1: Hey, probably James. So. Do we-
0: Name one yep. podcast you refuse to listen to.
1: Joe Rogan. Uh, oh my. Well, uh, sure. If you were in a
0: race and pa- and passed the person in second, what position would you be in?
1: Second, we'll be first, baby. Second, always first. It'd it's be second. second. You're It'd passing 2nd se-
0: it.
2: It'd be second. <laughs> what is your go-to movie snack? Oh, very interesting. Uh, Kit Kat. Ooh, hot dog. We can go Kit Kat. Kit Kat's good. Kit Kat hot and I'll hot dogs.
0: We'll go both. I think that that's a winning combo. What makes you think you're not an idiot?
2: I I already said I'm of Mensa. Mensa. <laughs> Mensa.
0: You're both in Mensa, <laughs> and that's
2: yeah, right. Weird.
0: You're both in Mensa, and you're both right. You both get five free plugs hell yeah All right, um
2: down. okay um i actually i had a plan for this let me call it up here
0: as he calls it up i'm going to talk about kit kats in hot dogs
2: now no i i to me i think it's
0: those king size kit kats i mean there's like the, mm. those like eight piece ones they go in the movie but you know what those big cats the Something big cats the, big
1: the fat cat. ones
0: yes is a yeah, big, you know what big i like chonker. to do
1: is I like to take a, a little slice down the middle of that hot dog, right, and lay the Kit Kats inside You get a nice little crispy side of it. It's great.
0: Ooh, we should give that a go? That sounds like a treat while you're watching the it next uh,
2: Fast
1: and Furious movies. You can't so, uh, what's chocolate and what's just grease. It's Oh, babe.
2: So do you want to trade these off, Taylor? I got three if you got two other ones.
1: I got two other ones. Just, yeah, I go got, for
2: your thing. Uh, go, f- l- go for three. Yeah, Uh, listen to Inside Jerks. It's a podcast about... uh. Music, film, and consciousness, hosted by Taylor and I. Oh, keep keep going, James. No, you do you, you do one. We're trading off here. Come on.
1: All right, uh, I'll, I'll do one for uh, myself real quick. Uh, Debo's design, uh, gr- graphic design stuff.
2: Oh, um, James. uh, BugCon 2020. I think uh, there might be a few days left on the. Uh, I'm not sure when this is going to be up, but uh, there might be a few days left on the uh, Indiegogo. So uh, donate to that. Come, on. Uh, it's going to yeah, be let's a fun make time. This yeah
1: I, I I'd, I'd like to also plug bugcon uh, for we will be there and that's gonna be really fun uh, inside jerks.
2: Um, I also wanted to plug one more thing uh, with a tagline. Uh, I wanted to plug DMT because uh, no one should be afraid to die.
1: Hey boom ego death baby That's the only thing that needs to die.
0: I, I think we've all learned an important lesson the the the, the greatness of DMT. Uh, bugcon 2020 donate and then when you're there maybe buy a ticket get get a pro. <laughs> Or get the, uh, the Cole membership, mm-hmm. Cole Plus, and you can go hang out with the inside jerks themselves.
2: Oh, yeah, we'll be there. We'll be recording an episode there. Yeah, it's going to be a fun time. You, I so think you, it's going to be a great time.
0: This is what your money goes towards. I, I bet we'll have a great time. So so until we say goodnight, goodbye, and don't be an idiot.
2: That's right. Yeah, do not be an idiot. Join Mensa.
0: Don't be an idiot. Taylor and James thinks for stopping by so again. Much. Yeah,
1: Jordan loved it. Thank you so very yeah. much. I hope you have a great rest of your day, buddy. It was our pleasure.
0: <laughs> thank you so much to the Inside Jerks for stopping by. I just had a lot of fun talking to those dudes. I'm also like a listener to their podcast, and it, it was such a great time to talk to them about this show. <laughs> Most chill podcasts around. I don't you know what? I don't think they really are jerks, to be honest. I think they're a bunch of sweetie pies. Uh and if you love uh the inside jerks, uh get this. After the recording, uh there is a new network being created called the BuzzCast Network. Uh this is a property of the Bazizio LLC. We've talked about them in the past with things like BugCon, Uh, and there's going to be a lot of familiar shows from guests that you've heard from this very podcast. Joining the Buzzcast Network, Uh, people from, say, Uncle to Uncle, like Uncle Howard and Franklin. Uh, You have Struggle Session, Leslie Lee III and Jack Allison. You have Jack AM FM with Jack and Kate. Uh, You have uh, the Dune Boys the Dune Boys, who have yet to show up here, and I'm wondering why. I thought we were friends, and, you know, every day I don't hear back. I'm just assuming they're not my friends. Um, and what else? Oh, yeah, the brand new—there's uh, two podcasts. There's a test podcast with uh, Van Rubishaw coming out from the Van Labs, and Buzz Buzz with Bug Main. Uh, so lots of podcasts in the Buzzcast Network, and a little birdie told me, and by a little birdie, I mean a tweet, uh, that this is an episode that the Buzzcast Network is going to listen to. So, fingers crossed, if I do a good job, there is a chance I might actually have friends in this podcasting world after all. Uh, that, that, to me, that's very impressive. So please, go check out Inside Jerks. So it's just a lot of fun. Uh, Thank you so much for the Buzzcast Network. Uh, before we finish off with Idiot Test, a few things that I kind of messed up on. So, yes, it's two teams to two, uh, and the values are 200-200, and then it's 500-500, then 1000 If you play a perfect game and buzz in correctly on all the occasions but then mess up on the bonus round... Uh, and that includes the $1,000 bonus, uh, the most you can win is 4900 bucks. If the $1,000 bonus is 5900 which is kind of smart when you think about the $5,000 minimum that was in most 90s game shows. In addition to that, uh, there was an early bonus round. Before it was the you have like a set amount of time, which is 25 seconds of time, uh, actually, no, it's, uh, I believe 30 seconds. It was 30 seconds in the first, like, few series. The last season, it was up to 40 seconds. I don't know why they wanted to keep people running out of time or something. Anyway, in the early rounds, the both players worked as a team to answer five questions together. They touch a correct answer. It stops the clock, and you add 500 bucks to the winnings. They touch a wrong answer, it causes a five-second penalty. If they can get all five right before the, I believe, sixty seconds went up, uh, they won the ten thousand uh, dollars. That was the original bonus round to uh, Idiot Test. Get five right in sixty seconds, which I thought was kind of clever. But I kind of like this whole. Here is one final test, and this is a you must answer together <laughs> on disclose because it saves them on tests. And it also means that you can have, you can stretch out just enough for Ben Glebe to do the uh, the Glib, do the do the do the press, do the the tense, as it were, which I enjoy. So thanks again for the inside jerks for stopping by. Thanks again to James. Thanks again to Taylor. A lot of fun. Had a lot of fun. Did you have fun? I don't know. I this is a one way conversation, but uh, I guess we have to keep going. And now it's time for the one hundred and ten part series. Crossing my fingers, it stays 110 parts. We are in, uh, we are having a new season of *The Price Is Right*. 110 part series, exploring every pricing game on *The Price Is Right*. This is the pricing game spotlight. Checkout! Premiere date, January 28th, 1982, 4374D. Finale date, Bob Barker, May 18th, 2007, 3995K. Premiere date with Drew Carey, February 13th, 2008, 423K. Checkout is a different version of the grocery game where the contestant had to guess for products and get within a certain limit, higher or lower, to win. One by one, the contestant was asked to give the price for five grocery items. After all five prices are guessed, the contestant's guesses are totaled up. If the actual prices for the five grocery items are then announced one at a time, the contestant's total within $2 of the actual total above or below, the contestant wins a prize. The words win or loss would light up showing if the contestant won or not. This play is in red. This is one of the very few pricing games in which the contestant can go over the actual price and still win. Spelling Bee and Rat Race are the other two, which involves pricing small prizes, which have the similarity. History: Check out Premiere, January twenty eighth, nineteen eighty two, and was created by Caffy Fingers Greco and Barbara Hunter. Both of them were production assistants. On its first playing, it was lost. The original winning range was fifty cents. This changed to one dollar on April third, nineteen ninety six, before being raised to its current spread of two dollars on. October 13th, 2003. 2631K. The game's actual display, or was originally a vein display, is now an egg crate display. The display for the contestants guesses in total remains a vein display. The game was not played from September 29th, 1995 until April 3rd, 1996 in order to fix the display. The current look debuted on December 19th, 2000. Also for many years, the game set included a calculator that the models used to enter the contestants' guesses. This calculator was removed February 23rd, 2001, largely because the buttons no longer actually had a functional purpose. A fact which had inadvertently had been made obvious on the air during at least its, one of its last appearances. On three occur- uh, occasions, including the most recent occurrence on July 4th, 2008, see below, contestant has arrived at an exact correct total, throw never through perfect bids on each item. Thuring Price's Youth Week on March 23rd, 2018, checkout was played for $20,000 and won. Trivia the most number of times uh, this game was played on any season was 19. The grocery bags that pop up with the actual prices are also used in the pricing game. It's in the bag. See, I noticed that. I hope you noticed that too. Um, most of those Prices Right fans should probably not. If checkout is a million-dollar game on the Prices Right's million-dollar spectacular, and your total will be within 10 cents of the actual retail price, above or below, to win the million-dollar bonus international editions in australia the winning range was two australian dollars in france who knows uh in italy the winning range was 1,000 uh liras um the actual price is also revealed mainly in this version in the mexico version it was 20 mexican dollars in bruce's price is right it was one pound uh so so that's kind of fun uh so i like this game a lot because of it, it, the simplicity of the, here's five items. How much do they cost? If your some of your five is about $2 higher or lower to that of the actual five, you win. That's it. In layman's terms, that's the game. Your five must equal that five. We go one by one just to make it easier for you. How much is this bag of rice? How much is this can of beans? How much is this cereal? How much is this skin cream? How much is the Vaseline? What? Uh it's it's interesting., uh, and I, I think this is the one of the rare games where it's, even though it hasn't really been updated in almost like 15 years, it's one that I think does slightly need an update, but I think it's one where it's it's fine the way it is now with just the grocery bags popping up to display the prices. Um, if there was like a way for the contestant to write out the answer, maybe, or just to, to remind people where they bid, so that way when the price is revealed, you can see they were off by like 30 cents, or off by a dollar, or off by 10 bucks, who knows? Uh, and what I like about the show is for maximum drama, even if someone is far, far away in one of the earlier grocery items, there is a chance they're far, far away from something else on the reverse end. If they were very high on one price and very low on the other, They could still win the game because the five total, the five. And I love that for maximum drama. So just because you said the milk is 12 bucks does not mean you necessarily lost a show. Uh, And I like that about Checkout. It's one of the few rare grocery price games that's easy to figure out, easy to explain. And all you have to do is it, it really is just like, how much is the carton of eggs? That's it. That's the game. I do wish there was some sort of bonus for getting exactly right or getting one price exactly right, but that's that's just going to add one layer of prize to the mix. For, for where it is now with just here's five items, be within the limit, you win, it's good enough for me. And that's why I think Checo is one of the great grocery item games you can see on the prices, right? Uh, and it, it, it's one of those that I, I cherish, I just wish there was a bit, a little bit of an overhaul, but I think it's only because of the, the table in which the grocery items are met, plus the, the bag of groceries. Uh, next time on the Pricing Game Spotlight, we're going to grab a pair. Or, or more should I say, pick a pair. Spelled pair, P-A-I-R. Pick a pair. Hi, we're near the end of the episode. Uh, I can tell because usually around this part is when a lot of people dip out. I check the, uh, the statistics. Uh, this is good. So usually with this part of the show, we would review a, a game show. We would review uh, 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 something from the Britain or, or from Bur- Australia or some foreign show or some new show that existed now. Uh, last week, we did 25 words or less. It was a lot of fun. Uh, and it's kind of fun seeing uh, all these different shows pop up. Uh, there's, there's a lot of shows that get produced. And in this time where everything is a game show and everything's being made, I'm very happy about that. Um, however, (laughs) we are in a world where I also messed up my, my Twitter skills and I unfollowed a lot of people and probably made a whole lot of, uh, enemies today, which kind of sucks. Um, um, I was kind of distracted this week, too, with a lot of stuff. I've been busy. Uh, nearly lost the book. Uh, I've been working on a board game for a Tabletop Simulator. I've been uh, trying to prep for other episodes of not just game shows, I suppose, but Funtime Calls and, and Trevor Talks Titans, which is a subsidiary of Funtime Calls chat. Uh, it's just been a wild ride. And, uh, essentially this is kind of like, it's, it's not really the personal question. It's really been, it's the, what should be like the first question of the day is what have you been watching, Jordan? Jordan, what have you been watching? Cause normally it, it, you can tell it's game shows. I've been watching a lot of game shows. If it wasn't, this game show podcast would not really be existent. Imagine me and I never watch fucking game shows. That would be a miserable podcast. Uh, so, to me, I love game shows. And yes, there's a lot of core game shows your Wheel of Fortune, Jeopardy, Family Feuds, 25 words or less. Uh, let's make a deal and prices are right on CBS. And I'm going to be honest. When it comes to the game shows currently, except for the shows I have to watch for the podcast, I haven't been watching that much. Uh, on CBS All Access, I watch The Price is Right and Let's Make a Deal while working out. That's what I do. That's my that's my workout. I get about two hours of of cardio while looking at a box of Jiffy Pop or Pop Secret sometimes. On the show, and then seeing someone win like a mid sized Kia. It's great. Uh, I like watching those shows. So, my two that I watch in terms of that you would probably be familiar with is uh, Let's Make a Deal and The Price is Right. Both those shows are feel good shows. The fact it's on CBS All Access at any time means you don't have to fake an illness, you don't have to do the fake sick. You no longer have to do that stereotype of you only watch the show when you're sick. Now you can really watch it, like, anytime you want. Like, just go to CBS.com. It's there. Uh, so if you want to watch The Price is Right right now at 8 o'clock at night or at midnight, you can. No one's stopping you. It's fantastic. Please do it. It is happy, happy, joy, joy, uh, as they would say on the Ren Stimpy cartoon. Uh In addition to that, though, I've been watching uh, the last season of Taskmaster. There's a new season of Taskmaster up, and I have been watching that. New episodes are up every Wednesday. A delightful comedy show. Uh, Still enjoyable. I am still enjoying this season. I believe they're on season nine now of that. And these uh, tasks are still more puzzling, and I still enjoy wrapping my head around what to do, uh, which I enjoy. Uh, Also, I've been watching Supermarket Sweep. This week is the last week of Supermarket Sweep. Uh, They only recorded 20 episodes, so four weeks times five episodes Monday through Friday. Do the math. Four times five is 20. And I've been enjoying it. I think Supermarket Sweep was a decent revival. Uh, (laughs) I can't wait to see what Leslie Jones' version does. I, I... have finally come up with, like, the strategy for the UK version of Sweep, uh, which is if your score's not, like, 300 pounds, you're not going to win the show because uh, that tends to be, like, the winning bid, kind of like with American Supermarket Sweep. If it's not $1,000, bucks, you are not going to necessarily win the show. You're not a contender. Um, but the inflatables are fun. The games are fun. Now that you kind of know, like, okay, there's a Alphabet Soup, There's Rhyme Time, there's Self Checkout, there's The Deals, there's uh, the Stars in Their Buys game, there's the game where they have product and have to put it on the conveyor belt, but if they're wrong, they lose the product, and that could bite them in the next question. Uh, The Supermarket Swap is the Round Rob, like things like that. I've now figured out all those games. In addition to that, uh, Supermarket Sweep, because this is the last week. And the Taskmaster, I have been watching uh, (laughs) uh, some Power Rangers because I've been a wormhole of Power Rangers all of a sudden. Uh, It's been a lot of fun trying to watch that in between professional wrestling. I've been trying to watch Raw. I still can't get into Monday Night Raw even though this is like the new – I like the new set, but I still can't get into the storylines. And I've been trying to... And I, I can't wait to see what SmackDown does when it's on Fox. But I'm still a little questioning of that because of the reality television shows that would be on Fox. And three, uh, NXT and AEW. I can't wait to see AEW Dynamite. I think that might be a fun show. I also like NXT. I might just make that be my Wednesdays. This, the, the, t- Game show Wednesdays is also wrestling Wednesdays to me, as it turns out. So between that and Power Rangers... Nothing much except for this new guilty pleasure show of mine. It's a reality game show, and it's called The Circle. Last year, uh, it showed up. We have talked about a Netflix run of this, but I've been watching season two of the Circle on Channel Four. None of you have heard of the show. I can tell I tweet this out and now that I've unfollowed now that a lot of people have have probably found out that I've unfollowed them. They probably unfollowed me back, which kind of sucks. But if you're following, hey, hey you listener, at jordha, please still be my friend on Twitter so you can hear me talk about The Circle. Uh, the Circle is this good game show where it's like, I, it's part solitary, part social experiment show like Big Brother, and then part social media show. Instead of having these contestants in like Hellscape pods, they are an apartment building. It's they're, they're, The whole show is set in an apartment building and everybody gets their own little kitchen, their own little bedroom, their own little bathroom, their own little living area with a in each of these areas there is a TV and there's cameras like it would be a any big brother show. And on the TV is like a little round circle loading circle. And the the gig is simple. All eight people are in isolation apartments. They cannot see each other. They cannot talk to each other however they can communicate to one another through a social media network called the circle in the circle anyone can be anyone so they start out the show by creating their profile and they can either play as themselves and use their own photos or if they want to be risky they can catfish and pretend to be somebody else and use a different profile picture, a different name, bio, and everything. Now that you have all eight people in the circle, a game is played where they all have to chat, and they can chat in public. They can chat in private conversations. They can share uh, laughs. There's little mini games played inside the circle, such as have you ever type games or what is the weirdest thing you've done kind of games uh, based around internet things. Uh, the catch is uh, once like a few days go by everyone must rate each other 1 through 7. Uh, cuz you can't count yourself. And of those ratings of all 8 people, the top 2 who have gotten the most ones and twos cuz that's the most points, they become influencers, which is the flavor title of like the winner, like the leader, the part the one who's safe for the week and the influencers the top 2 must go to like the top floor penthouse and they still never see each other but face to like in a private chat they have to explain who of the remaining 6 must be eliminated from the show now they don't say eliminated cuz this is this is supposed to be social media flavoring they're blocked That person is blocked from the game means they're out of the competition and they can't speak to anybody else. Now, this is where you're going, oh, that's fucked up, so they're just stuck in the apartment. No, they're out of the apartment. They're done for. They're out. And in one final twist, they get to meet any one of the remaining players face-to-face in the apartment. So they get to either meet their best friend and say their goodbyes in person, or they get to meet the... Biggest enemy, and try to figure out what the fuck did I do wrong. And some of the times, when it's someone playing honest and someone playing honest, it makes for a nice, heartfelt goodbye and you feel bad. But sometimes, if someone's playing a catfish, they're entering the room, they're expecting the guy, and oh, it's just a woman. What the hell? And it's great television. I love it. I love it. I love it. It is one of those great shows where it is played exactly like social media. Everyone does status updates. Everyone likes their, their messages. People send emojis. They don't type, by the way. It's all said verbally, probably because in the context of television, if you say something out loud, it's recorded. Therefore, it makes it uh, seem like you're having a conversation with somebody, which works. It totally works in this game because when you hear press send and then somebody sends something back, there's this glee. There's this like weird pen pal message of, oh man, this thank you so much. Yes, 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 and it's just it's it's great. It's wholesome. It's fun. I love it. And then because there's sometimes people who are playing the game because they want sympathy votes, so they're gonna play as someone more sympathetic or they want to play as somebody else because they're always accused of being somebody else. like, for instance, uh this season, somebody uh was thirty one and gay. They played as themselves, like they used their profile pic and everything, but instead of being gay, they played themselves as a straight woman, and they were playing as a 26-year-old rather than a 31-year-old, because she felt that if you play it younger, a lot more people might flirt with you, whereas in your, your 30s, that, that time kind of passed, which kind of made for an interesting game for a bit. Uh, I love, uh, there's this character in season two currently called Tim. Uh, everyone seems to love this guy on social media. I do too, because he is like the British Robin Williams. Like he sounds, he has that eccentric behavior and he has this big old bushy beard. He looks like Santa Claus sometimes, and it's it's just so eccentric and fun, but the problem is. Even though he is that eccentric and theatrical in the apartment, and he's like, oh, yes, I love my cats. Oh, great, fantastic. Oh, so beautiful, wonderful, great. And it's like, you're just like, oh, man, this guy's great. Um, that can't translate to a uh, social media pose, and he's like in his 50s. So, he, so in this one conversation with the last episode I saw, it's going to sound creepy, but trust me, it's kind of funny. There's an 18-year-old who's the son of Fatboy Slim. You remember Fatboy Slim to praise you like I should? He, the kid, is in this game show with this 50-year-old professor who is, like, confused by social media. And he heard WTF by one of the players and then in, in this like private chat with with the kid and and Tim uh he's like what does wtf mean is that like a wrestling is that like and as soon as he says it's it's what the fuck he started like at he had the best reaction to it of a what in the world? I never would have thought that. That is funny. This is great. Hashtag WTF mate. And then you're just like, no. <laughs> oh, that was it, it, just things like that to just make you go. He can't be that. He is that silly. He is that legit. And it's fun because it's a popularity contest game similar to a big brother. But instead of the context being through games who gets power, it's all based on popularity within the social circle. And while there is people playing themselves and they're being silly or catty or a little bit more flirty, there are people who are also catfishing. So a lot of the time what I like is in between all of the silly conversations and great discussions and wonderful personalities... There's this slight level of detective game, which I also really love about the circle. Because some of these people, you see like the same profile pick, because, you know, they only get like so many if they're going to do a catfish. And some people are using their kids, other people are doing like their neighbor. Uh, and then there is this seed of doubt in some of these contestants' heads where it's, I don't think the person is who they are. I don't think that's her. And in the last episode, there is a contestant named Jay, but Jay is actually the the Jay is actually the mom, a a, a forties mom who's playing as their twenties kid named Jay, and they're using Jay's profile pic and Jay's bio, and she's thinking, well, I can catfish as my kid because I know my kid well enough. And the scene in the back of the mind of Tim, this eccentric uh, Dr. Doolittle, uh, Robin Williams character is, I don't think that's Jay. I think that is the mom in the profile pic. And when I heard that, it's like, it is, it is, this is great. This is fantastic. <laughs> he is. He's figuring it out. But it's also that fun part of, but if it, you do know, what do you say? Do you actually... Blust out i think you're fake what do you do in this social media game if you find out someone's catfishing you but not wanting to throw them under the bus or maybe you do want to throw them under a bus because it influences your game it's this part of social theory that i love about the circle it is way funnier way more enjoyable than it was last year uh, they got Emma Willis from Big Brother and The Voice to be the host this season, and it has been such a, a great show. It is such a relief and such a thrill ride of, 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 a, of a game show that it is a must-recommend game show because of, like, it's everything you love of the cattiness of, like, a RuPaul. It's also the same level of cleverness of a Big Brother strategy game. and it's also the same flirtations and secret chats as The Bachelor. It's like every little pinpoint that you love in certain other shows like Survivor is in this one social media game and it is on Channel 4 in the UK. Uh, so you can only see clips, I think on just Twitter. But oh man, it's such a great show. And then when I see this show, and I'm like, these characters are great. I I feel for Brooke. I like Tim. I I like uh I like the fact they got Richard from Richard and Judy to play as like a a dietitian named Judy. It's fun <laughs> that it becomes. This show where it, it's almost like any good reality show. It pulls you in and you gravitate to the contestants and you want to see their story and you want to know more about them, that it feels great. And it has this layer of social media where it's this heightened feeling of, well, isn't that what we're all doing on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook whenever we send out a comment? Don't we want to be like, don't we want to be popular? Aren't we doing this to try and get some sort of influencer status? Are we doing this to make friends or are we catfishing our way and lying so we can feel better about ourselves? What's the purpose of social media in general? And it works on so many levels and that's why I just love the circle so much. Every single time I say praise for the circle, I enjoy it in this UK show of bizarre detective work mixed with what do I say out loud versus what do I keep to myself versus people sending scribble entries, reminding themselves what they sent out and what other people sent out. So they know who each other is. And if something isn't right, well, I don't know. It, it's such a fascinating game and I can't recommend it enough, but then I remind myself Netflix has the rights to a version for America as well as one for France And I kind of just did like dip out slightly because I like the UK personalities here. And I want to think how would an American version work out. And as you know, in this show, I always like rebooting. I always like Americanizing shows that it almost feels like this could have worked better as a CW show than the Netflix thing because of its weekly stature and if it's on netflix i could just see it being for for back for lack of better term kind of cheap in a not interesting way like i think this might end up being they only know about the social media aspect of the game and they don't really want to play the catfish Or they don't want to play the everyone kind of likes each other in the circle. They want conflict. Because when we think American game show, we think conflict. This show has slight conflict, but it's never anything that's worth fighting over because it's all through social media. So even if someone does not like somebody on a social media, like a social media contestant on the circle, because it's only eight people, even if they don't like them, they can say fuck off maybe twice, but they're still going like, but I'm could be saying fuck off to just a total nobody. I don't know this guy. This guy could be eliminated next week. I don't think this guy's really winning any people over, so I should not really engage that much. And it works on on that level as well. I think on Netflix, they're going to intentionally try and get instigators and completely fuck up This wonderful, delightful format that's a cross between so many different reality shows. But an intriguing part, like even the mall, I guess, in terms of the who is a decoy, who isn't who they say they are, is in this. And I think that's why it's fascinating. It's an elevation. And I hate to use the term elevation. I think the term elevated whatever is a bullshit marketing term, like elevated horror because it's smart. Or, or elevated video game, because, you know, this is a triple A game, this is the best, I hate to say elevated reality show, because I think that's hor, but this is a next generation, this is the next step in the world of, of reality game show, because it's taking apart some of the best bits from all of these other formats and piecing them together into something that's not only brilliant, but magical, but something worth discussing not just what are the contestants doing but what does this mean about our society that a game like this exists that i love so much this is like an a this is an a plus game show in my opinion this is an a plus i'm not reviewing the show but this is an a plus because of how much it, it is elevated and takes apart the best parts of reality television and i can only imagine them fucking this show up on Netflix, which kind of is a disappointment, but please try and check out The Circle. I think you might enjoy it or not. I don't know. Uh, let me know what you think. I'm on Twitter at Jord Ha. If you like this episode, please go to the Apple podcast page. Give me the five stars and suggest a game show you want me to talk about for a future episode. I'll try and get someone... To, to talk about unless like you know i start losing every friend i have today which would suck uh if you want to listen to other episodes besides here it's on spotify it's on google play it is also on my website jordanhaas.com slash podcast uh we love hearing from you please check me out on twitter once again that's Jord ha, jordha j-o-r-d-h-a I love to hear from you. Be your friend and all that stuff. Just don't expect to fall back, I guess. Uh, so so I hope you had a lot of fun uh, with this episode. Join me next week as we return with another great game show, I suppose. Until next time, good night and big smooch. Mwah!